Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. If you're looking for rapid reaction about the Xavier and Providence game, that's coming up in just a minute. I have Adam Bauma, the Cincinnati Enquirer, for a full interview to talk about last night's game. And that means we're going to start with Louisville. And I asked the question on yesterday's show, was this going to be the day Louisville finally got their first win over a high major opponent this season? The answer to that question is yes, the Cardinals did it. And not only did they do it, but they beat Georgia Tech at the Yum Center by double digits. Jalen Withers had a double-double with 19 points and 13 rebounds for Louisville, who hadn't won a game since December 17th, and now sit at 3-19 on the year, 1-10 in the ACC. Louisville led by five at the half, but the Yellow Jackets hung around and tied the game with a little under nine and a half minutes to play. But while they did tie the game, Georgia Tech never took the lead from that point on. Georgia Tech drew within four in the game's closing minutes, only for Louisville to answer and win by 10. I kept talking about how this stretch was probably Louisville's best shot at a win this year, and they got it done. They do have one more game against the Yellow Jackets later this month. Cincinnati blew out Tulsa in a game that was never close, snapping UC's short two-game losing streak. Barring a meeting in the AAC tournament, this was the last meeting between these teams as conference foes, as the Bearcats won it at Fifth Third Arena 81-55. Cincinnati buckled down defensively in the first half and held Tulsa to just 18 points. On the offensive end, UC poured in 38 points to stretch the lead to 20 Tulsa only made 18 shots in the entire game as opposed to 31 from Cincinnati. To that point, UC assisted on 22 of those 31 field goals. Tulsa turned it over 12 times, and Cincinnati made the most of those turnovers, scoring 17 points off them. Jeremiah Davenport led Cincinnati with 20 points, and Landers Nolly had a double-double with 13 points and 13 rebounds. Cincinnati now welcomes a good UCF team to town on Saturday. Let's turn our attention to my conversation from last night with Adam Baum of the Cincinnati Enquirer. Joined now by Adam Baum after number 16 Xavier beats Providence, number 17 Providence, 85 to 83 in overtime. Adam, a thrilling game here at the Cintas Center. We're sitting courtside as the arena has emptied out and it's given us time to process what we saw tonight. Just two Big East juggernauts going back and forth and Xavier gets the win in the end. Yeah, this was uh, this was a remarkable game for a lot of reasons. You know, the most obvious being that Zach Fremantle's injury was announced yesterday, and and I think for a lot of people, the timing of that, you know, you you look at it, you're tied for first in the Big East, you lose Zach for an entire month, a very the most important month of the season, and, and I think you know me personally, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I was ready to write them off as potentially winning the Big East. I just thought, man, you know, you're, you're probably still going to have a great season. You're going to finish near the top. But without Zach, I don't know that you can get there. Tonight is making me reassess that um, in a big way because for them to do what they did against a really prof- tough Providence team, it certainly got my attention. Going undefeated at home in the Big East is certainly going to be a huge deal for Xavier if they want to win the Big East regular season title. And now they're on their way to doing that. 
Xavier tonight, only five turnovers in 45 minutes of action. Crazy. And it's even more impressive when you dig into it and you look and you say, Xavier committed their fourth turnover of the game with 18 minutes and 26 seconds left in the second half. They committed their fifth and final turnover with like 28 seconds left in overtime. This was a game with 18 lead changes. Providence was all over Xavier. You know, there were stretches of the game where they were pressing them. For them to play in that high pressure of a game with everything on the line and to turn it over five times, Sean Miller basically said that's the reason that Xavier won, that that you're able to do that in those moments and those pressure packs. Now, the the fifth and final turnover (laughs) was very boneheaded, and uh, it led to a Providence fast-break dunk in the closing seconds that made it an 84-83 game. So, but... The fact that they did that is pretty remarkable. Xavier had a huge lead in the first half, as much as 14 at one point with about 12 minutes to go in the first half. But Providence came roaring back. They made it close at half. It was 39-35 to after the first 20 minutes of the game. Providence, they force overtime. Adam Kunkel hits a shot with less than a minute to go. You're thinking that that could be the game winner in regulation. But Jared Bynum comes back, begs in a three. Xavier doesn't win the game at the buzzer. Providence nearly wins the game on a three-quarter court heave at the buzzer, and then Xavier goes on and wins in overtime. Xavier got two minutes and 54 seconds out of Kiki Tandy, just over six minutes from Cesar Edwards, but really they ran six players tonight, and they still were able to win. And, you know, that honestly was such a huge factor in the game, the, the fact that they shortened their rotation because, you know, Jerome Hunter cramped up at the end. And Sean said, I need, I need to verify to make sure that it's accurate, but Sean said that Jerome played, he played almost 36 minutes tonight, the most he's ever played in his entire college basketball career. It was kind of crazy because when, when Jerome started cramping up, it was right after he was fouled. So Jerome was supposed to head to the line for two free throws. Jerome was three for eight at the line tonight. He could not buy a free throw practically. And you're looking around, and it's like, well, what happens? You know, what do they do here? I, I believe the the process is that if that's the case, if a guy is injured and can't shoot, Providence gets to pick a guy. Yep. They pick Desmond Claude, goes to the line, and hits both free throws for Jerome. So it's just, it, it was one of those games. You know, Sean Miller said that everyone who played in, in the game tonight probably deserves a game ball. And when you sort of unpack the details of this one, you start to understand why because. You know, they, they don't win this game without Desmond Claude. They certainly don't win this game without Jerome Hunter and what he did on Bryce Hopkins. Um, his defense tonight was extraordinary, and he had seven offensive rebounds. The environment here tonight was incredible between two teams that were tied for first, 9-2 and two in the Big East. Xavier now at 10-2, and two, which means they can't finish below 500 in the Big East. Hooray. I, tw- <laughs> I tweeted out after the game they're going to finish above 500. That's not true. They still have to win one more to get to that over 500 mark and yeah. i think xavier fans would feel pretty confident that they can win at least one more game down the stretch to get to that but this in all seriousness is a xavier team that now with this win has showed that they can and potentially will win the big east we are recording this right now as marquette and villanova i believe are still at halftime of their game so we'll find out more after that but xavier right now in, a, in an environment like this, you have to win at home. And it was electric it here was. tonight. It was. And th- the other thing that was really 
kind of poignant and stood out from the postgame stuff was Sean Miller talking about how his team has had to repeatedly do this, has had to repeatedly play in close games that come down to the wire. And they, for the most part, they've found ways to win. DePaul kind of being that, that the exception. And then you got to go all the way back to November, and they sort of let those close games get away from them against Indiana, Duke, and Gonzaga. But um, when, when you're built like that, when you're built for kind of big moments and you don't shy away from it, um, I think it really bodes well for this team going forward that you can sort of find ways to win, even when it's not perfect, even when it's not glamorous. I mean, Sule Boom missed, missed a free throw tonight. And at the very end, and Jared Bynum rattles out that three that would have given them the win. And it's like, Sule doesn't miss those. Tonight he missed one, and they still, they still got it done. So now Xavier has a couple of days off. Not necessarily from practice, but before they have to play again. Yeah. And then Saturday, it's a home game against St. John's before you get a, a bit of a reprieve. You have at Butler next Friday before not playing again until the following week. So it's not a full bye week for Xavier, but it, it basically is. You're only playing one game in about a 11-, 12-day span. How big is that for Xavier looking forward to be able to – to get their legs back under them. It's huge. And, you know, you look at tonight under a closer microscope, and it's like you got your doors blown off in at Creighton. You know, that was a game, the only game this year where Xavier, another team has really pulled away from the Musketeers. And yet a couple days after that, you lose Zach Fremantle. You get this one tonight, and I think now you can you can exhale a little bit. I think if you want a big, if you want to really win the Big East, you can't exhale too much. But to your your point is well taken in that getting this one tonight means that you know you've got some positive momentum going into St. John's. Then you've got essentially a week off before you got to go to Butler. So those are obviously two very winnable games, and you have momentum right now. When honestly, before this game started. It looked like you didn't have any momentum because you just lost Zach Fremantle for a month. Jack Nungy finished with 23 points to lead Xavier. Sule Boom had 20 points and nine assists in this game. Kobe Jones also had 20. Xavier had three different players score at least 20 points in the game. Nobody else even finished in double figures. Jerome was close. He had nine points, but he was three for eight from the line, uh, if you want to talk about one area tonight for him. But... Adam, I appreciate you taking some time here. I know you're back there working hard, writing your gamer and everything else. So you are a gamer. I appreciate (laughs) you taking some time here for the loyal listeners of the Rebound Rundown. Anything for you, Paul. Thanks, Adam. Northern Kentucky begins their gauntlet of a month of February tonight with a road game against Robert Morris. The Norse have seven of their final eight games on the road. Robert Morris is playing better lately, having won their last three after losing five of six in Horizon League play. Robert Morris is 6-6 six and six in the horizon, while NKU is tied with three other teams at the top with that 9-3 and three record. NKU beat Robert Morris by 4 on December 3rd. Tip for this game is at 7. Also tipping at 7 is Wright State on the road to play Youngstown State, a team many believe will win the Horizon League this year. The Penguins beat Wright State by 11 in the team's first meeting back on December 4th. National Nuggets now. Number one, Purdue handled Penn State with ease, 80-60 last night. Florida shocked number two, Tennessee, 67-54 in Gainesville in what was a huge win for Florida. As it relates to this podcast, that likely moves the Gators back up to being a quad one win for Xavier. 
Also, in the game you heard me reference with Adam Baum, number 14 Marquette played a very close game against Villanova, and it was the Golden Eagles who got it done down the stretch to win 73-64. Xavier and Marquette are tied at 10-2 atop the Big East. They'll meet in Milwaukee on February 15th. Tonight, it's a pretty quiet night. Number three, Houston is at Wichita State, and Oregon is on the road in Tucson against number five, Arizona. Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, was a winner again last night. Seton Hall plus one cashed with ease as the Pirates beat St. John's by 12. Tonight, there isn't a lot to pick from like I was just talking about, so take Florida Atlantic Moneyline to keep the nation's longest winning streak alive and move it to 21 games in a row. FAU beat UAB by two in their first matchup on January 5th. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your Thursday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.